Um, but you want to make sure you're joining a team that has a role like this. It's really there for you to look out for you. Because, um, again, we're all on the same page. We all have the same interests, which is to help you close more deals. And the better job we do of doing that for you as an agent, the better job we do, right, of making money. Because that's what we're all here to do. Welcome to the Whistle Way podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle, your host with Whistle Realty Group and EXP Realty. I have a, a special guest today. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Aaron Bellows, the Whistle Database Manager. We're, we're going by the term CBO for today. <laughs> I was letting Aaron know, fun fact, that we used to refer to a position similar to this as the Chief Babysitting Officer. Um, so Database Manager is a fancy way to say that she babysits our agents all day long. Not that our agents are babies, but they just need a little extra love and care, right? Yeah, they just need a little hand-holding, that's, and it's what I do all day. I love it. Well, that's what we're going to get into today on the podcast. If you enjoy the podcast today, really appreciate it. If you are watching on YouTube, give us a thumbs up and hit that subscribe button along with the little bell so you get notified of future episodes of the show. And if you're listening on a podcast platform, make sure to hook us up with a review on there. This go a long way to help uh, expose our show to a larger audience. So really appreciate that. The way that we typically like to run the show is to answer the questions that you have for us. If you ever have a question you want to have answered on the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com. You can ask us questions on there, uh, subscribe to the podcast, YouTube channel, join our referral network, our email newsletter, and find out about the events we've got going on, like our Media Mayor Mastermind, which is our uh, course that is Brian and myself and Thomas teaching everything we've learned about shooting videos over the last six plus years together in a nice tight little course with ongoing coaching and ideas and on creating new videos. You get four new video topics every single month. So if you're interested in going deep on video, make sure to check that out. Again, thewhistleway.com. So today with our special guest, because Brian is shooting some video and some photos today on a, a sweet new three and a half million dollar listing that we have coming up in Del Mar. And while uh, Brian's out there in the field working hard, we wanted to have a little special guest on today. So Aaron, um, how long have you been with the team now? Two years. Two years. And the roles evolved a little bit. A lot. So what did, what did it start as? And then do your best to describe what it is today. <laughs> so I first started as an ISA. And um, it crushed my soul to be an ISA. Um, I, that is not the role that I was meant to do. It does not fill my cup. So I then started as a team assistant and I helped manage calendars and schedule events, um, client events, just kind of handhold the team a little bit, kind of manage calendars. And then COVID hit. No more open houses, no more scheduling showings. And we were trying to figure out, well, what can Aaron do? Aaron's a really good mom. Aaron likes cats. So I became... Aaron likes bourbon a lot, too, just in case I anybody's wondering. a lot of bourbon. Um, so I eventually rolled into um, the official Whistle Cat Herder and started looking at the leads a lot more. Um, and... It, now it's full-on lead database management, and I update all of our lead portals for Homelight, for Zillow, and all the other lead sources that we have because they are very um, 
Particular, we'll particular. say. Particular. Yeah. We'll on go with particular. Particular on yeah. how um, they want their leads updated, how often, um, what they want in the updates. They're very specific. And as we know, um, agents can be a little slow to update. So I update for them and just hound them to get their notes in CRM. Okay. I love that. So it's a position that we have learned over the years that if you are running a team, you have to have. Um, Tom Ferry talks about this, that you have to inspect what you expect. And so if you are expecting your agents to follow up with leads within X amount of time and, and they need to follow up Y amount of times and all of these things, then you should inspect that being that that is your expectation. If you do not inspect what you expect, then nothing happens. They would literally just take these leads, have one phone call, and never talk to these leads again. I mean, let's let's just be honest. That that would be what would happen if you didn't actually inspect what you expect. Therefore, you need a position on your team who is doing the inspection. Yes, and that makes perfect sense because when I first started inspecting, we'll use Homelight, for example, the leads on their back-end portal um, we had leads that were months overdue for an update. And then I double check it in the CRM. The agent hadn't reached out to the lead in three or four months. So then I would tag the agent. They would follow up. I would do the update in Homelight. And it, were, it was pages and pages of leads that needed updating. And now we don't get notifications of updates that are needed. The agents are following up because I make them. And um, we have coasted into a very sweet spot with Homelight because of it. So um, I'm very proud of that. And um, those leads are my babies. So I make sure that they have the attention that they need. Yeah, so the second part of it that she's referencing is, you know, these, what we refer to as channel partners inside of our office, you might have a different term inside of yours. But we refer to like Homelight, for example, which is a company we pay no money to up front, yet they refer clients over to us. Um, so that is a channel of business, and that is a partnership that we have with them, hence where the term channel partner comes from. Other big channel partners out there would be like an OpCity from uh, Realtor.com, a Flex from Zillow, um, and there's you know dozens and dozens of other ones that are out there. And so anytime you have a partnership with any of these channel partners, it's important to understand that each one of these partners has their own set of expectations to be met. What we've run into over time is that we have a lot of these channel partners. We probably have, what, a dozen of them or so at this yes. point. And so the issue becomes who's going to update all of these? Um, they all have their own respective portals. So who's going to update these portals? Now, what I'm seeing most teams do is they expect their agents to update these portals. Well, let's think about what that's like as an agent, right? When we, we started out by talking about how hard it is just to get an agent to update a lead, to expect an agent to first update a lead in, in whatever your CRM is. We use follow-up boss, huge fans of follow-up boss. Um, it's hard enough to get them to update it one time in one system. But if you think you're going to get your agents to go into follow-up boss and update it, then take that exact same note and now go, oh, this one's a, a flex lead. So let me go into flex and update it there. And now 
in Fallout Boss, my stage might be A hot, but in Zilla world, that's equivalent to appointment met, right? Like now understanding one, I've got to remember even what my login is. Cause let's be honest, like that's half of the battle these days is remembering your login, to all these different portals. So first I got to remember how to log in the portal. Then I got to get in the portal. I got to copy and paste my note into it. And then I got to remember how does my stage and follow up boss align with what their status is in flex, right? Then, oh, the next lead I called, this is a op city lead. So now I got to update and follow up boss. Then I got to go into op city. Now I got to remember how do I update there? Cause how I update in op city is different than how I update in flex. It's, it's a nightmare. It's a total shit show as an agent. So if you're expecting your agents to be able to go and do this, you're high. Like I'm telling you right now, you should not have your agents doing this. This is not the highest and best use of their time. And you are trying to force square pegs into round holes. Like this is not the skill set or the wheelhouse of a top performing agent. Aaron's brother, Mike, is the top performing agent on our team currently. He's probably the least organized. He's probably one of the ones you have to hound the most. And that's the way it is. If I was a full producing agent, you'd have to hound me a lot. That's just not the strong suit of a top performing agent. They just like to sell. I go meet with people. I shake hands. I kiss babies. I close deals. That's what I do. Filling out paperwork and, and putting updates in one portal and then another portal and what status is here. And that, like, it's crazy to expect that. So the best thing you can do if you're running a team in a situation like this is have a position like Aaron's that's going to now, instead of the agent doing all this, follow behind the agent, let the agent update it all in follow-up boss in one place, but now follow behind the agent, be like, oh, here's a flex one, let me go into flex, I know how to handle flex, this is what I do, and I do all my flex updates on this day. Okay, now I need to do all my op city updates, and here's my, you know, my key for op city here, so I know my stage here means this there. Um, it's, it's crazy to not have that, and I think it's crazy, one, because you're not gonna perform at the level you want with that particular channel partner. And two, your agents are gonna freaking hate you because now you're hounding them for not updating each of these portals. And they're like, boss, I don't wanna update all these portals. I wanna go sell houses. And now you're hounding your agents, making them do what they don't wanna do. So take that off of their plate, let them go do what they wanna do because what they wanna go do is what makes you more money. But on the back end, you gotta have somebody like Aaron in there to inspect what you expect and make sure that we're giving the channel partners what they expect as well because the better job we do of giving them what they expect the more business they're going to refer to us correct and what i found is that the agents actually really appreciate the the little nudge that i do send them if they're falling flat a little on the follow-up just a hey don't forget this guy's been on the website looking at this one property 18 times and actually favored it, you should probably follow up. And that little nudge leads to an appointment sometimes. And they really appreciate it because they're too busy. They don't have time to look at every notification that comes in, but because it's on my radar, because it's a home light or a fast expert or a flex lead, and I get that notification in follow-up boss, I see it first. So I can then just nudge the agent and they really appreciate it and the follow-up gets done. How do you nudge an agent without pissing them off? It's a very delicate balance. Like this is this is her gift right here. Like this is truly <laughs> a gift. Cause I just wanna be like, what the fuck is wrong with you, bitch? Like, why are you not doing your job? Like, that's what I wanna do. This is I, I don't belong in this role. 
So like, how do you do this in a more gentle, motherly, nurturing manner? I think it starts, um, it comes from a place of curiosity, which is what you preach all the time. So the first nudge comes in chat and it's like, hey, I was just curious. Did you not see this? And then the second one goes through follow-up boss. And it's like, hey, I saw this didn't happen. Give them a call. But, you know, we have a really good relationship generally from the beginning. Um, most of our agents have a pretty good sense of humor and take uh, sarcasm very well. And that's where it, it, it is. That's where it lives. Is It's sarcastic. They know what they need to do. They know that I'm going to come for them. Um, Liam Neeson's meme from Taken, I will find you, is my favorite mode of communication. So <laughs> <laughs> they, they get it. They get it. So. Uh, I love that. Yeah, one of the questions I found, too, that works really well with the accountability stuff, especially if somebody is not doing what I need them to do, is asking, you know, hey, Aaron, I, I noticed there hasn't been any updates on Thomas recently. Like, I just want to make sure everything's okay. Like, that, that it's, it's a question and statement simultaneously, but when you throw something in there, is everything okay? It is, like, the most powerful thing ever because... You don't actually know. Like I had a time recently, actually it wasn't recently, it was like about a year ago, but I hit up like five agents and they were like relatively disconnected and I hit them up and in between those five, I got one who was like, I'm divorcing my wife. I got one who I just broke up with my boyfriend because he beated me and, or beat me, beated, geez. Um, <laughs> and here to save that clip, I'm sure. And then the the other one was like, I just got like a DUI and was in jail. It's like, holy shit. Like you don't really know what somebody's going through. So a little term that I've, I've learned to love is like, it's a, it's a carefrontation. It's not a confrontation because when you come in from a confrontational perspective, you turn people off and that doesn't work out good for anybody. When you come across as you genuinely care, which I think is what your gift is, is you truly genuinely care. That's where the magic happens is that the agents know that you, you're doing it because you care. And then also they know that you're doing things that they're not and they're, you're helping them. And when you help them, they make more money and more money is what makes agents happy. And, and so, yeah, and so they it's all can good. Yeah. Focus on the bright and shiny and that fills their cup. And then helping them succeed is what helps, what fills my cup. For sure. So that it's a good win-win on both sides. Yeah, and if you're watching or listening right now and you're like, well, how does this benefit me as an agent? Right, because we talked about why you should do this as a team leader. Well, why you want this as an agent is this helps you, right? You're busy. You got in this business to go out, meet people, shake hands, kiss babies, write deals, negotiate deals, close deals. Like that's what you got in this business to do. There's very few agents I know that truly love updating databases and systems, CRMs. Like there's very few agents that truly love that. So when you can be on a team that helps you with this, this is great, right? This is a team where he's looking out for you because the thing that's important to know when you're on a team is there's an alignment of interest, right? Like I don't know about the team you're on, but on my team, if my agents don't close deals, I don't make money. So therefore we're on the same page. They want to make money. I want to make money. The way we make money is to close deals. So we want to do whatever we can for our agents to help them 
close more deals. And then we all make more money, which is why we got into this business. So you want to be on a team that has a position like this because the team's going to help you make more money because they want to make more money. So everybody makes more money. We're all happy. And you want to be on a team that has a role like this because you don't want to have to go in and update your CRM and then update Flex and then update your CRM and then update Homelight and then update your CRM and then update Offset. Like that's a freaking nightmare as an agent to have to go do that. So if you're looking at, you know, if you're new in this business, you need to join a team, period. No ifs, ands, or buts. Join a freaking team. Don't be stubborn. Don't try to do this alone. Join a team. But make sure you join a team that's going to have something like this in place. This would be something I would ask about. I've heard this position referred to as a lead manager, a database manager, a CBO, chief babysitting officer, um, or we just call her mom. Just mom. Yeah, we just call her mom. Um, but you want to make sure you're joining a team that has a role like this. It's really there for you to look out for you. Because, um, again, we're all on the same page. We all have the same interests, which is to help you close more deals. And the better job we do of doing that for you as an agent, the better job we do, right, of making money. Because that's what we're all here to do. Exactly. Cool. So let's talk real quick about, and this is, I think, something that agents screw up, is they get a, in with a new channel partner. They hear about it. Like They go to a conference. Somebody's like, oh, you should sign up for this or that or this this service. Uh, so we had a new one recently that, that we just brought on and what's the process you go through to understand what their expectations are? So generally what I'll do is I will set up a meeting, hopefully a Zoom um, with them. Phone calls typically don't work. They're fine, but it's easier if they go through a full presentation and they can show me exactly what their portal looks like what their expectations are, what their stages are, or their statuses. Um, and then we have a contract that we have to fill out. Um, they just want production numbers. Ours are never a problem. And then um, we're, we're live, we're, it's go time. So it's, it's usually not a long process or a difficult process. It's just getting in contact with the right person and having them knowing what you expect out of them first before you get on that call. So really you just have to ask. Yeah. I think, I think that's the big thing is people get, they, they hear somebody say like, oh, you gotta go sign up with Op City, for example. They gotta get signed up with them. And then all of a sudden they start getting leads from Op City, but they've never asked Op City, what do you need from me? And I don't know, and I'm not gonna single them out or anybody out, but some of these channel partners don't do the best job of making it very clear up front what their expectation is. So you get signed up with them, and then all of a sudden they're yelling at you like, hey, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? Well, that's not a good thing. So um, it's important that when you do get on board with one of these channel partners is that you have this conversation with them. Ask them, what do you expect out of us? I want to make sure I hit it because correct me if I'm wrong, but some of these want an update literally like every single week. And there's and then there's certain days of the week that they check them. So, you know, like if they're going to check on Wednesday, you got to make sure you have your updates in by Tuesday. But then you've got others who check like once a month. Correct. And so you don't want to waste the time in your role updating the one that only needs an update once a month every week because it's not necessary. As long as you update it once a week and they're happy because that's their expectation, then by golly, update it, you know, once a month. But if there's a weekly, make sure you update. So you just got to know what are all these different channel partners. You got to, I'm assuming you time block this stuff out. I do. Right, because that's what agents don't do, and that's what errands do. 
hyphen do. I'll make sure I don't say do do because I always make fun of people when they do, but it's do hyphen do. I'll make sure we clarify that hyphen in the middle. Um, but that's what you're great at is, is that you do time block this stuff out and make sure that you hit those expectations. And as a result, right, we just, you know, we're honored to uh, be moved up to Zillow's Flex program, Home Lights Elite program. We've got others that we're working on and it's, it's because of having you in the role that you are. So we appreciate you, Aaron. I appreciate you back. Cool. Well, hopefully you guys got some value out of the show today. If you did, um, we're going to dive into our widget of the week before we wrap. But before then, um, if you're listening on a podcast platform, make sure to hook us up with a review. That really helps us out a lot. Or if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit the thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button and the little bell to get notified of future episodes of the show. Um, if you have questions you want to have us answer on a future episode, you can always go to thewhistleway.com, thewhistleway.com. Ask questions, subscribe to the podcast YouTube channel. Uh, join our referral network, our email newsletter, and uh, find out about upcoming events we got going on. So with that said, Aaron, what is your widget of the week? This is something that either saves time, makes more money, or just helps you have more fun. So my widget of the week is going to be LastPass. And it is the premium version of LastPass. It's, um, what, 25 bucks a year? So a dollar a day? It's nothing. Um, it's password saver and I got the premium version so I can use it desktop and the app on my phone and it's wonderful for those of us who like to categorize everything uh, because you can make folders and I have work passwords probably I don't even know how what are we up to 200 some odd passwords that I will never remember so LastPass is great you can share them amongst coworkers um if needed and then i have a personal LastPass folder and also banking information so it's really handy for those days where agents are in a panic and they need me to take them off rotation for the day well it's sunday i'm kind of drinking bourbon in my backyard she I, does this a lot i don't have access to my laptop so it's nice to be able to open the app launch the website automatically log in and adjust the lead flow as I need it. So I highly recommend it. Cool. Uh, the one that I've got for you guys today, this is one is conferences are starting to come back that you're going to want to have in your arsenal. Um, Cause I went to one recently and people were asking for a business card. I was like, Oh shit, I don't even have business cards. Like this is weird. Um, and I don't know that business cards really are, are necessary anymore. Um, cause they literally just go in a pile and you never see them again. I'm pretty sure I have like a drawer full of a, a thousand of them, um, that I've never done anything with. So I like to have a more digital version of it. The one that I've been using that I really like is called Blink, B-L-I-N-Q, B-L-I-N-Q. Um, there's an iPhone app. Um, if you're on an Android, I'm sure you'll have it by 2030. It'll probably make an app for you guys to use it. Um, but this is like the most clean, simple, sophisticated, digital business card um, that I've seen out there where they can, you just literally, they scan a QR code on your phone and boom, it pops up all your info, pushes it straight into their phone. It's visually appealing and it's very, very simple. And so at the next conference that I go to, I will just be having people blink my business card into their phone as opposed to um, actually like physically handing business cards back and forth to each other. So B-L-I-N-Q, check it out in the app store. Cool, guys. Well, I hope you guys got a ton of value out of the show today. Uh, make sure to tell a friend about the show. Love to, uh, to share it with more people. I want to thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Whistle Way Podcast.